0: Hello. Uh, Is there anybody out there? I don't think those are the words, but I tried. No, this is not Pink Floyd. This is Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. Welcome, one and all. Great to have you here, man. Uh, Today we are getting into some crazy stuff. I I paid a visit to Comic-Con. I went to my first Comic-Con convention, so I'm going to be chatting about that experience. Um, what's up, dog? Anyone ever call you dog? I think we need to examine that. Is that derogatory? Is that a compliment to be called a dog? And speaking of dogs, how many of you have had a dog on the bed while you're having sex, while you're making whoopee, while you're making love? Have you ever been put into that situation where, uh, your partner has a dog and they think it's cool that it's on on the bed during adult fun time, well happened to me. I'm going to be talking about that. And how about hot models, guys? Have you hated have you not hated have you dated hot models? Um yeah, they're kind of an odd breed, aren't they? We're going to get into that. And then buying weird things at the store. I bought something that I'm all confused about at the store. But then aren't we always confused right here on the Harland Highway? Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? (laughs) I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man! You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds you'll be dead. Then I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Hey, been out with any models lately? Huh? You have been dating hot models? Can you even find a hot model? I dropped a piece of paper on the floor the other day and uh, just a regular sheet of paper that you would, you know, print something up on. And I lifted it up and there was a model stuck to the back of it. Yeah, one of these runway European fashion models just stuck to the back. Have you seen this, that they're, they're starting a thing now that uh, models are getting too skinny? They're, they're outlawing skinny models. It's about time, man. I mean, holy God. I was watching a fashion show the other day because that's what I do. I sit around and watch fashion shows. Hello. And here comes like eight skinny little models trucking down the catwalk. And I guess someone accidentally turned on a ceiling fan. And they were gone, man. It is just creepy. I mean, why are these models getting so skinny? You watch a fashion show now and you feel like you're watching that scene from Jason and the Argonauts. Remember that when him and his uh, his pirates are up on the hill and they're fighting the skeletons? That's what it feels like. I think I'm, I'm like, go, Jason. Go, Jason. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, go, Louis Vu- Vuitton. No. I'm like all mixed up. It must be weird dating one of those skinny models. They're weird. You're walking down the street and all of a sudden crows start flying away really fast. You're like, what the hell is going on? And then you look and you realize your skinny little model looks like a scarecrow, man. And that's just you screaming because you're, you're like over it. Yeah, it's over, baby. I'm sorry. I don't dig you. You're too thin. Then you fold her up like a paper airplane and just toss her. Happy landings, baby. I'm going to go get me a fatty. Hello! Yeah, well, let me tell you about a place where I actually saw some chubby girls and some model types. For the first time in my life, which is hard to believe because I'm, I'm a comic book guy. I, I love my comic books. Not as much as I used to, but when I was younger, I collected uh, various titles and was a freak about comics. Still like them. Uh, Still like that world. Uh, I went to Comic-Con for the first time in my life. They had a Comic-Con convention in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, I thought I'd go down and check it out and walk around and uh, see the sights and the sounds. And one of the things that struck me first and foremost is the amount of people And I don't want to say nerds, because that might insult the people that do it. But I'm sure, you know, there definitely was a lot of nerds there. But there were cool people, too. A lot of people dressed up. I mean, I saw, like, all kinds of characters. From big, fluffy, like, um, you know, foxes. To uh, people dressed in cardboard boxes. To people dressed as Batman and Kazar And Darth Vader. It was kind of like being at a big Halloween costume ball or something. But uh, some of the some of the costumes just didn't match the people. There was one guy walking around who thought he was like Khazar, the caveman guy, kind of like a Conan the barbarian type of guy and he had the wig and he he was built, I mean, he had no shirt on and he was wearing like the loincloth And then you you pan up to his face and nothing worked. You know, all these Conan characters always have like the chiseled chin and the sucked-in cheekbones and the kind of the sexy bedroom eyes that are almond-shaped. This guy, for lack of a better description, looked like a freckled-faced farm boy Jewish lawyer. Okay? He just had that look like he was a business guy. He had kind of a round face with a kind of a pointy nose and freckles, and I don't know, just the, the face did not match the body, and I'm just like, oh, boy. And then I definitely saw, and ladies, please please be aware, at what point did, did women lose track of their figures and how how we perceive their figures? I don't know what's going on, man, but suddenly a lot of hefty women think that tight clothes are, are, are the thing. So I was walking around and the, you know, there's a few real cuties and kind of like uh, warrior outfits and uh, Catwoman outfits. And, uh, you know, th- there's always the girl in the school girl outfit and the, uh, the, uh, the thigh high stockings and the silo- silhouettes, you know, there's that whole look. And then there was a couple of very hefty girls walking around in really tight stuff. Like some chick was in like a Green Lantern thing and, you know, just based on her weight. I hate to say it. I thought it was Shrek. You know? And you got, you got to remember, folks, okay? Superheroes are superheroes because they're, they're strong. They're athletic. They're in, they're in uber-fine physical shape. All right? They're like walking anatomy specimens. They're just like, they're ripped. They have ribs upon ribs and six-packs upon six-packs. And then all of a sudden, Dorothy from uh, Scottsdale, who's been uh, pretty much living on Pepperidge Farm her whole life, decides to slap on a Catwoman thing or a She-Hulk outfit, and it's like, whoa, whoa. What superheroine are you Jen are you Dr- J- Jenny Craig girl or something? And uh, also some of the men too some of the men walking around trying to look like Superman or Batman or Conan. Hey guy, you might want to uh, put down the six pack and the uh little Debbie snack cakes, okay. Picturing Batman sitting on his couch being a potato watching uh, I Shouldn't Be Alive or something. Uh, But it was cool. There was a lot of cool people, a lot of cool artists. That's one of the reasons I went. I wanted to uh, kind of see people doing uh, artwork. And sure enough, there was a lot of very talented uh, illustrators, um, cartoon artists, uh graphic uh novel artists people that do comic books comic book art and uh great to see people actually like sketching and doodling right in front of you it's uh pretty fascinating i mean as you know i do art so i always love watching other people lay it down um and then you know a lot of comic books a lot of a lot of a lot of neat uh unique like costumes and uh homemade jewelry and Things like that. But then you also get the booths where it's junk, right? It looked like some guy uh, on the way over. He's like, oh, man, we got a booth at Comic-Con. Let's stop by the 99-cent store and get 42 boxes of crap. And they should really check those people because, I don't know, they kind of tarnish it a little bit. They made it feel a little little low rent due to the fact that it looked like they were selling, like, kind of cheesy-ass crap. But uh, overall, an interesting experience. Lots to see, lots to do. They had a celebrity booth set up. Lou Ferrigno was there, the Hulk, and uh, William Shatner was there. And uh, who else was there? Oh, God, there was all kinds of people. There was uh, artists. There was Data, the guy from uh, the new Star Trek and then here's a fun one. Ed Asner was there. I don't know if you remember Ed Asner from Mary Tyler Moore. And he had a lot of sitcoms. And he's been in a lot of movies. And he's kind of been an outspoken voice in Hollywood. Uh, he was there. And I see him sitting over there. And I'm with my friend. And I'm like, God, I should go say hi to Ed. I actually did a movie with Ed Asner called Becoming Dick. It was an e- channel movie where I played this sassy Hollywood kid and uh, Ed Asner played my boss and I ended up going out to dinner with Ed and me and him and Robert Wagner, R.J. Robert Wagner here, Harlan, R.J., how are you? And uh, it was me and R.J. and uh, Robert Wagner and Bob Saget. Bob Saget directed this little movie and I thought I should go up and say hi to Ed, and then I was like, "Why? What? What am I? What am I going to gain from that? What is? What is Ed going to gain from that?" And I was just like, "Look, like the guy's busy. He's talking to people. I just let it go. I don't know. Maybe because I didn't know him that well. Felt a little awkward about it, you know. And I really wanted to say hi to Lou Ferrigno. I'm a Hulk guy, man. I love the Hulk, but I didn't." And William Shatner, who's a guy that I've worked with before too at comedy festivals and stuff. I've actually interviewed I interviewed William Shatner at one time. Um and I thought, ah, screw it. I just I was really there to wander around and look at the, the sights and sounds and see the comic books and what one piece of uh information that I, I did that was cool, I did a little did a little research, a little research. Um, years and years ago, uh, like I said, when I was a co- more of a comic book geek when I was younger, I went to uh, this little comic book fair uh, in Toronto where I grew up, a very small one room where a bunch of guys were selling comic books. And uh, I, I saw the, uh, the very first issue where the Wolverine, the character the Wolverine is introduced to the world and it was an issue of the Hulk, and uh, I didn't have the issue, and I saw it there, and I didn't have any idea who Wolverine was. And so I bought this uh, back in the day, $5. I splurged on this mid-condition comic where Hulk battles the Wolverine, and uh, it was really the first time we we ever uh, saw the Wolverine. And back then, really, the Wolverine wasn't that huge of a deal. So I bought this comic. Five bucks was a lot of dough back in my day for a comic book. That was crazy. Five bucks was like seven meals at McDonald's, okay? But I was like, ah, I need it for my collection. So I bought it, $5. And I'm wandering around these comic book uh, booths. And I look, and I see it up on the wall in mid-condition in a plastic bag. And I, I got to find out what that thing's worth. So I walked up to the guy. I go, hey, man, can I see that comic book where we uh, the Hulk fights the Wolverine and it's the first time we ever see the Wolverine? He's like, sure. So I'm looking at him like, yeah, this is the one I have. I go, how much is this worth nowadays? He goes, 700 bucks. So that was cool. I made a $5 investment. And now it's worth 700 bucks, and I only had to wait 25 years, um, three, four. But can you imagine if you were one of the people that walked into a store when you were like, you know, back in 1960 or whenever the first Spider-Man or the first Superman came out? Probably, I think the Superman came out in the 50s or the 40s. But imagine you just walked up and you went, you know what, give me a handful of these comic books. The number one Superman, the number one Spider Man, let's uh, what are they, a nickel apiece? Give me a box of them. If you had a box of mid condition number ones, by golly, you'd be you'd be r you'd be a multi millionaire, man. You'd be you'd be on easy street. Who knew that these goofy little comic books would turn into something so huge, right? So pretty cool. It was a a good event. Interesting. I hear the big one is in San Diego, California, the big Comic-Con. So I got to try and get down to that one of these days. But good times. Interesting new sights and sounds at the old Comic-Con in Phoenix, Arizona. yo what's up dog yo what's up dog yo dog what's up dog all right have you had that happen to you somebody called you a dog is that supposed to be a term of endearment (laughs) i don't know man yo i'll see you later dog oh that's cool dog it's like you know what next time somebody calls you a dog sniff their hello and start licking their house hey where are you going dog i thought it was a dog i'm just doing what dogs do come back oh, that should cure the dog thing and how did dog get to be the term huh i mean there's other animals yo what's up zebra Hey, I'll check you later, giraffe. Hey, what's up, manatee? Yo! What's up, my gibbons baboon? Yo, 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 duckbill platypus. It's Harland Williams. I'm gonna go out in my doghouse and chew on a milk bone. (laughs) And speaking of dogs, I just gotta say this to the ladies listening. It is not cute when... Your dog is on the bed or in the bedroom during adult fun time, if you catch my drift. And I, I know I've talked about this before, but you know it happened again. It happened again. I'm I'm with a lady friend, and this lady friend has a dog, okay. And the dog is, uh, you know, let's just say in some households there's the dog runs the master or the master runs the dog. This is a case where kind of this dog, and dogs are smart, kind of knows that it's running the show. It kind of has control over the master. And the master doesn't really have the confidence or the sensitivity to know that, you have to apply a certain level of discipline and lay down a certain level of authority to kind of keep your dog under control and know that you're in charge. Many dog owners are like, "Oh, I can't I can't say no to him. No, I can't shush him. Oh no, I can't I can't tell him to go out of the room. No, no, no. That's no that I can't do it. That's so mean. He's going to hate me." No. Dogs don't hate. Dogs don't hold a grudge. The only time a dog hates is if you beat or whip a dog. Then a dog is fearful of you, but even through that it will probably give you love. I've seen I've seen whipped dogs, I've seen beat dogs and they they have a level of fear and uncertainty about people. But even through that they're willing to accept love and give love. Uh, but outside of that, when you discipline your dog, they don't hold a grudge. They don't care. In fact, you know, from what I can gather, dogs like being disciplined. They're pack animals. They like having a leader. They like knowing where their place is. So needless to say, you know, fun time, adult time happens, and here's the dog sitting on the bed, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, can we just lose the dog for just for an hour? Is that is that cool? And she's like, "Oh, she's fine. She'll just sit there. Don't worry." And I'm like, "You know, I'm really I, I get it that you're used to your dog, but you know, I'm I didn't really sign up for a threesome. You know, I I don't don't really think the idea of adult fun time and a hairy animal on the bed at the same time really works for me. It's it's kind of a buzzkill um mess with my concentration type of scenario. And uh, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but uh good lord. So then she goes, "Well, if I put him out, if I put her outside, she's just going to scratch at the door." And I'm like, "Well, couldn't you go put her in another room? Couldn't you go put her downstairs? Couldn't you go put her in the garage?" She goes, "Oh no, I would never do that." and i said well maybe you should she goes oh well then nothing's going to happen you you you'd never get anything from me before i did that and i'm like wow man like i was kind of half joking but at the same time i'm like what does that say about the level of intimacy what does that say about the uh what does that say about your um your feelings towards uh getting uh, close to someone physically when the welfare and the well-being of the dog takes precedent over human interaction and human connection and human physicality. Do you think a dog would give a crap if you put it downstairs in a garage for an hour or you put it in another bedroom or, you know, you shut the door and, you know, the dog would like scratch for a minute and go to sleep. The dog isn't gonna, I can't believe you put me in the garage. I'm gonna oh I'm gonna I'm gonna rip your throat out when you let me out of here. I'm gonna bite the tires on your car. Ah, I'm gonna you know. So this dog is just wandering around during this whole adult fun playtime, which by the way started here's how it started off a big uh foamy bath with bubble bath, okay? So we're sitting in the bubble bath, and, you know, the dog's pacing back and forth in the bathroom. Like, first of all, it's just weird. There's a dog in the bathroom. And I'm just like, God, you know, I'm really kind of getting irritated and agitated. It's like, can we lose the dog? It's clear. And and this was her move. She, she said, let's have a bubble bath. And I'm like, great, romantic, sexy. And I'm like, this is your, you invited me to the bubble bath. Can we lose the dog? So no word of a lie, and dogs are smart. Dogs don't like it when they're not getting the attention, right, especially when they have their master whipped, okay? When the master's control, a dog pretty much knows, oh, it's adult fun time. I'm getting out of here. But a dog that kind of has control over its master, this is what it We're sitting in the, in the bathtub, and while we're sitting there, the dog walks to the end of the bathroom, takes a crap on the floor, not a pee, drops a shit on the floor while we're in the bathtub. Okay? So she's like, oh, God, oh, God, I better go get that. So now the bathroom smells like, you know, the smell of dog shit fills the air. I'm sitting in these bubbles covered with foam. She gets out, goes, picks up the dog shit. I don't know where it went. I think she threw it in the toilet. I'm trying to block it out. I think I heard the toilet flush. The stink is still in the air. She comes back into the bathtub. And I'm just feeling a little off at this point, man, okay? I'm feeling a little off. So then we go, we finally make it out of the bathtub. We get on the bed. There's Happy, the the dingo, jumping around. And she's playing with this dog and it's licking her mouth. She's like, oh, she's kissing me. Oh, Here's this dog licking all over her mouth on her nose. And I'm like, ew, I'm going to be kissing that in about 30 seconds. What the fuck is going on here, man? Get the dog out of here. So we start going at it. The dog's still there, and I just I just go, you know what? I stopped her. I go, Get, put the dog out. I said, I can't do this. She's like, really? Yeah, really. I mean, do you not have any, like, uh, intimate, are you, is your heart not pounding right now? Are you not feeling uh, frisky? Are you not feeling uh, like you want to just go nuts and roll around, and there's a dog jumping around on the bed with us? Fuck me! So finally, she puts the dog out, and we finally get to kind of having a little fun. And this thing's scratching at the door, scratching and scratching. You know, except it's a lot louder. It's like it's like nails on wood. It's like this. It's like scratching and banging. And needless to say, I you know I don't usually like to share my intimate moments with you folks, but uh, I could not um, get my periscope to go up all the way. Let's put it that way. And it was it was just because of this stupid dog. C- could could you do it? There's an animal clawing at the door, and here's here's the other part of it. This this woman was clearly concerned about her dog because she was whipped by her dog because the dog ruled the roost she was uh her mind was not into it her mind was where oh i hope he's okay i can't believe i i put him outside i can't believe i can't believe he's scratching what should i do suck 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 oh the poor dog you know and i know that's a little graphic but god And she's a great person, she's a great friend, and you know, lover, whatever. And it's like, I don't want to be a dick, I don't want to be mean, and I've kind of made it obvious that I'm not comfortable with the dog around. And so it just kind of turned into kind of a half-assed, like kind of weird, kind of odd, kind of make-out session. Didn't even go well. And uh, so I'm just saying to you, ladies, if you think it's cute, if you think it's fun to have your dog there, unless you're into bestiality, okay, unless the dog is actually participating in your little adult fun time, which is sick, uh, and you should probably be locked up in a barn full of zombies. <laughs> but if, it, if the if the animal ain't involved, get it the hell out. Go give it to the neighbors. Go stuff it in the trunk. Put it in the freezer. Good Lord. You know the the dog will be fine on its own for ten minutes. Let's uh, if you if you, you want anything to do with the dog, let's just do it doggy style. So there you go. Word word to the wise, ladies, and I guess men. If you have a dog, you know, just remember if your your lady probably isn't comfortable with the dog on the bed. What's up, dog? So there you go. I rest my case. S- put Who put the dog out? I did. Or I wish I could have. <laughs> I had a situation where I didn't feel good. And tell me if this has ever happened to you. You ever go through life and you're however old you are. And you think you kind of got a handle on things. And you know what's what. And then one day something really simple pops up in your face, and you realize you didn't know? A basic chunk of knowledge that everyone else knew? Yeah, it happened to me recently. I didn't know this, and I, I get mad at myself. I, I'm upset. I, I, I didn't know this. Did I mean, did anyone else know out there that maxi pads were just for girls? I thought I thought they were anyone could get them. I mean, I, I go through the drugstore and I'm wandering up the aisles and I see these pads and I thought they were nut warmers. I thought they were a little area where guys could stick them in their undies and they were like little sleeping bags for your your squirrel food. Well, what do squirrels eat? I thought it kept them warm and cuddly and cozy, and I'm wearing one right now, and I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I, I don't even know why I'm telling you, but I just, it, it's, it's, it's there. And then there's the, the ones with the wings. I had some of those on with wings, and you know, they got that thing, oh, Red Bull gives you wings. And I'm like, I don't need no Red Bull, man. I'm wearing a maxi pad with wings, player. What's up? I'm I feel energized. I'm nice and warm. My squirrel food's all tucked in, and I got wings right here. in My Victoria's Secret, I mean my uh, my Calvin Kleins. Oh God, yeah, okay. I didn't know that Victoria's Secret was just for girls. Ah, oh, I'm a mess. Better go see my gynecologist. He'll he'll know he'll know what to tell me. Keep it here. You're on the Harlan Highway. Yeah, the freaking, frolicking, funny little world we live in, right? Well, I guess that brings us to the end of the show here. Another Magtagulus, I don't know if that's a word, but another Magtagulus podcast, darlings. And Let me tell you what's going on, man. Uh, This weekend... Catch me at the uh, Tampa Improv. It starts tonight, June 7th to June 10th. The Tampa Improv in Florida. Uh, Go to uh, improv.com to find your tickets. And then uh, here's a cool one. Uh, On June 22nd, there's a place in uh, Los Angeles called the Canyon Club and me and Tom Green, yes, the Tom Green, will be doing a show together at the Canyon Club. We're going to be doing a stand-up comedy concert together at the Canyon Club on June 22nd. It's going to be a blast. Uh, two Canadian boys were out of their minds, Tom Green and Harlan Williams. First time ever doing stand-up together together. Uh, So check that out. That's going to be great. I'll give you more details on that as the time gets closer. Uh, Check out HarlanWilliams.com. We have a whole new uh, YouTube uh, viewer on the page, so you can watch all the latest uh, videos on there. We've got episodes of uh, me and Henry Winkler fishing. Uh, We've got episodes of the cartoon, The Cock, the Ass, and the Pussy. Uh, And all kinds of fun stuff. So check out harlowwilliams.com. You can write me there at harlowwilliams.com, or you can go to our store uh, at harlowwilliams.com. Great new uh, hand-drawn T-shirts now on sale in the store. And all kinds of stuff. Uh, So that's it, man. That is our show. Hope you enjoyed it. Keep the dog off the bed, please. And until next time, everybody, chicken. Show me, baby.